I'm Roger, and this is Two Vets Upstate. We are joining you in person together from the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. It is Wednesday, November 2nd, the day after tomorrow, aka the day after the election. We are in the New York 19th Congressional District, which Antonio Delgado was on our last episode, handily won against the incumbent John Fassel, turning yeah. New York 19 blue for the first time since it was redistricted. Super excited. Yeah, we're not going to claim credit for the podcast bump, but, but we are. we're going we're gonna <laughs> to do it. We're going to claim credit for the podcast bump. It was really great to have Antonio on. I don't even remember the day. That's how long this week has been. I know. It's Sunday. Wednesday. But it was great to have mom. It was, <laughs> it was a day. Yeah. Uh, but it's great to be here at the Baseball Hall of Fame. We're going to do a little bit of a non-traditional episode in the entrance into the Hall of Fame today, which is always free for military members. It is also free today for veterans. So there are a lot of veterans here, and the reason we exist is to tell stories of veterans in the state. So we're going to walk around and talk to vets, ask them about their service and their stories, and our stick here is that every year the Baseball Hall of Fame welcomes a new class of baseball veterans, uh, much like our broader military veterans community welcomes new veterans every year as well when they retire or get the service. We're going to be asking folks what their message is to veterans becoming veterans leaving the service today. All right, you tell us your name. Benjamin Pomerantz. Okay, and where are you from? And I'm from Plattsburgh, New York. Okay, Benjamin, and what is your current job? I work with the State Division of Veterans Affairs as the Deputy Director for Program Development. It covers a wide swath of things, uh, focusing mostly on finding new ways to advocate on behalf of New York's veterans and their families. Awesome. Um, what kind of programs is the uh, Veterans Affairs uh, Department focused on this year? Well, it's a huge range of programs. Our, our main mission is to ensure that all New York's veterans are linked with the benefits that they've earned. So we have 68 field offices across the state, uh, all of which are staffed by a Veterans Benefits Advisor who is a veteran himself or herself, focusing on everything from the full range of federal benefits, disability compensation, pension, GI Bill, vocational rehab, you name it, we work with it, and also the New York State benefits, so property tax exemptions and state parks passes and hunting and fishing licenses, all those different things, we work with all of those. And our job is to make certain that every veteran in the state, regardless of wartime service, peacetime service, combat, non-combat, whatever branch, whenever they served, we're here to serve them. And so that mission extends to all of our offices, to every corner of the state. And we look forward to the chance to work with new veterans every day in the states to help them get what they've earned. That's great. Um, can you... Can you talk a little bit about the role of county veteran service officers? Definitely. So we work very closely with the counties. Every county in the state, all 62 of them, have a county veteran service agency that echoes the same role that we do, advocating on behalf of veterans and their, their, their benefits. And it's, again, the full range of benefits. And so the nice thing is that in New York, veterans have lots of choices. And so you can pick whomever you want to go to to be your advocate. But the biggest takeaway is go to somebody. 
you know, every day I talk to veterans who have gone it alone and filed claims on their own with the VA or for state benefits and didn't know all the ways to cut the red tape. And the other had delays or denials because they didn't know sort of the inside baseball about how to get their benefits. And so if you go to the county, that's fine. If you go to us, that's fine. But find somebody who has their accreditation, who knows what they're doing, who can help you free of charge to earn what you've earned. Um, can you talk about, we're here at the Baseball Hall of Fame, can you talk about what your message is for new veterans joining our veterans community hall of fame, so to speak. Certainly. It's kind of a three-part message. First of all, welcome home to all the new veterans of New York State. We are glad that you chose to call the Empire State your home, and we look forward to working with you. Part two to that message goes back to the need to have somebody who is an expert in this realm work with you to obtain the benefits that you've earned. And the biggest part to that message is part three, which is these benefits are your benefits. You've earned them. And every day I talk to veterans who say, nah, I didn't do that much, leave it for somebody else. There's plenty out there for all veterans. And in fact, if it's not being fully utilized you know, for any benefits, you're going to see the benefits diminish and eventually stop. So you're actually helping your fellow veterans by applying for and receiving the benefits that you've earned. By the virtue of your service, you have earned them. We're here to help you get those benefits, so come to us so we can help you along that journey. Thanks, Benjamin. Thank Appreciate you. your time. Can you tell us your name? Yes, my name is Joel Evans. Okay, and what's your current role? And I'm the Executive Deputy Director for the New York State Division of Veteran Affairs. Great. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about what the Division of Veterans Affairs is working on? The Division of Veteran Affairs, we're here to help veterans and family members with the benefits that they earned. And uh, we also do a lot of awareness because a lot of veterans from the older generation might not be taking advantage of some of the opportunities that they're entitled to. Um, we always try to um, reach out to, to veteran communities because we know that a lot of veterans move in to New York and the, the hard part we have is capturing that community because D214s go to where they first enlisted at, they don't come over here. So if they don't use any veteran services like the VA and so forth, we don't know that they're here. So uh, opportunities like this one being here in the Hall of Fame, uh, we catch veterans that come from all over and hopefully we uh, encounter them and show them what they're entitled to, the benefits that they earn. And how is New York State specifically supporting women veterans and LGBTQ veterans? So we have a women's veterans coordinator. Uh, her, name, her name is Jordana Malik, and she takes care of the women veterans. And as far as the LGBT, uh, we're open for all veterans, regardless of what uh, race, gender, or beliefs, or whatever it may be. Uh, so we do outreaches and let them know that New York is here for them, and all benefits are available for everyone. No exclusions. Great. Uh, we're here at the Baseball Hall of Fame, and we're wondering what is your message for new veterans coming into New York and becoming a part of our veterans community? Yeah, welcome to New York. Uh, good place to live. Yeah. And if uh, you need help with your benefits, come see us. If you have any questions, any problems, uh, we, we help with all sorts of problems. If you're having problems finding employment, having problems with the law, with uh, anything, you just feel free to give us a call. Great. Thanks so much. You're welcome. All right, so tell me your name. Bob Gardner. All right, Bob, and uh, what's your role currently? Uh, right now I'm uh, with the American Legion Department of New York, uh, and uh, 
down in the 6th District and uh, Broome County. Okay, okay. great. Yep. Uh, so we're here at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, the American Legion? The American Legion is the largest veterans organization in the world, uh, serving over 2.5 million veterans. Uh, what we do is we do advocate for the veterans. Uh, we go to Congress to make sure that the veterans uh, have what they are looking for. Um, we also help families in need uh, with our, some of our programs. We help uh, deployed veterans and their families, uh, see, making sure that uh, they are taken care of while they're gone, and, uh, and the Legion takes care of their families while they're here, uh, the ones they leave behind. Um, we also have lots of programs, uh, mainly children and youth, uh, which we get into uh, because the youth are the people that are going to take our place one of these days. The programs also include Legion Baseball, which is why we're here today Correct. at yeah. the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, over 70 of the Hall of Famers that are in here, inductees, uh, all started with Legion Baseball. So we're trying to uh, advocate that as far as uh, uh, the national pastime that the Legion sponsors. And, of course, we have over 3,000 teams nationwide that play oh, Legion Baseball. That's so, awesome. Yep, yep. And you're a veteran yourself. What, yes, I am. What uh, uh, service? I was in the Navy okay. in, uh, during the 60s, uh, in the Vietnam era, on a destroyer. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for your service. Thank you. Uh, and we're here uh, at the Hall of Fame asking folks, uh, what their message is for new veterans coming back to upstate New York. Um, those veterans are getting out now, coming back to upstate New York. Best thing they can do is contact one of their veteran service organizations, such as the Legion, right. um, who have service officers that can direct them into the right places uh, to get all the veterans things that they are entitled to, uh, such as their VA benefits, uh, schooling, uh, the GI Bill, which was, of course, that was initiated by the Legion back in the 40s, uh, the original GI Bill, and uh, so they can go on to school and pick up where they left off uh, when they did go into service. Um, best thing for them to do, again, contact one of their American Legion posts close by, uh, get with a service officer, and uh, see about getting all those things that they deserve. And also meet up with some of the other veterans that have gone through the same thing they have. Yeah, that's right. All right, okay. thanks, Bob. You're Appreciate welcome. your time. Thank you. Right, sir, can you tell me your name? My name is Michael Hoig. Hi, Michael. And uh, who are you here with? I'm here with the Veterans of Foreign Wars, uh, the Department of New York. Great. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your own service? Yes, I was uh, inducted into the Army back in 1966. Um, after I did my basic in AIT, I went did a year in Vietnam. I was in the field artillery in the 4th Infantry Division. Um, I spent a year there, I was awarded a Purple Heart, came home and finished my time and then got out, but I ended up getting back in the Army Reserves and I did 20 years in the Army Reserve oh my goodness, and yeah. retired as an E-8 yeah. around 1990. Were you in the Reserves around here in New York? Yes, I actually drilled and started in Glens Falls where I'm from and then did a lot of time in Schenectady at the... In the New York 98th Division. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks for your service. Thank you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the Veterans of Foreign Wars? Yes. Uh, well, when I first got home from Vietnam, I really didn't want anything to do with any type of an organization like that. It took me about 20 years to think about 
the bigger picture. And I think one of the biggest things about the Veterans of Foreign Wars is that uh, while there's a lot of people that thank us for our service, uh, there's a lot of people that want to take our benefits away. And where our benefits should be increasing, uh, over the years they've been decreasing. In fact, as a Vietnam veteran, I get more benefits from the VA than somebody who's currently serving, and I don't believe that's right. So I think membership in a veterans organization such as VFW, even if somebody can't really get totally involved, uh, the numbers count, and we have uh, a clout on Capitol Hill, and we need to protect and increase veterans' rights. So that's one of the main reasons why I'm in it. That's great. Um, can you give us your message to new veterans coming back to upstate New York? Yeah, the simple thing is to the newer veterans coming back is that we, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, need you. We carry on our legacy. Um, now it's your legacy. Um, and we, we need that. And I think we are one of the most exclusive organizations in the United States. And... Uh, because there's only a, there's not very many people that qualify for the Veterans of Foreign Wars, and we would love to have you in that, you the younger veteran. Okay, thanks for your time, Mike. Sorry for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, that's good. So we've had a really interesting afternoon here at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, we got to see some artifacts that were somehow military service connected um, baseball that was signed by every president for what, like a 50-year period? Like 1902, 1909 to 1972. Yeah. Of course, Nixon signed it, and then they had to stop having yeah. the baseball signed. I mean, the that's weird. that was definitely really cool. There was... Um, FDR. I mean, I kind of stopped at Taft. <laughs> Everybody loves Taft. Is Taft? Is he like the new retro? I don't. I don't know. I mean, my high school definitely had like a Grover Cleveland appreciation club, which so I guess we're moving on to Taft. I don't know. Apparently. <laughs> um, but there was also um, they showed these just these artifacts from. Over really over a century that were both baseball and military connected, um, a catcher's mitt that somehow made it through the battle bulge. Yeah, a teapot that was painted to look like a baseball that the Afghani, you know what unit it was, but basically that U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan after 9/11 brought baseball to. Good job, civil affairs. Yeah, real civil affairs project that was. Um, but it was a teapot that baseball officials of the game would use to serve tea to the participants, which I'm totally down with bringing yeah, to the U.S. I'm here for it. I could use some. <laughs> I could use some Earl Grey in the uh, sixth inning. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's just been great to talk to um, other veterans who've been here today who just came out from state and to um, with these with veteran service organizations who are here in New York State Department of Veterans Affairs there are just so many resources that are available um, and we you know, just need to use them yeah and I think we talk a lot about places that are invaluable to veterans because they bring them a sense of peace or inspiration or rejuvenation we talk a lot about our departments of parks and recreation in this state, um, which veterans go to to find a sense of wholeness. 
I think that the Baseball Hall of Fame is another one of those places because some people are into sports and some people aren't, and that's fine. But baseball means something to a lot of people in a unique way in this country. And this is just a really cool place to be. When you're here, you feel like you're part of the game. And it's a place you can stay and get lost in for a while, which we have. Yeah, we have. I was definitely (laughs) looking at all the plaques on the wall. We're staying out by Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Uh, First commissioner of the league, but also that name. Um, and the women in baseball exhibit too. I oh, think it's, it's my so cool. it's my favorite. So cool. Um, even though I'm always going back to <laughs> a league of their own and uh, all of the funness of that movie, but Madonna, yeah, uh, Tom Hanks, uh, all of the amazing actors there. But uh, um, it's been nice to talk to the American Legion, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the New York State Division of Veterans Affairs, who are here. Um, Andrew's reminding me that I'm actually sitting behind a plaque uh, in honor of the United States Naval Academy. Totally not on purpose, but there is a pretty deep service connection here at the baseball hall. So we don't mean to give them, we're not like getting any kickbacks here. We're, we're free podcast, uh, but it's a really great place to be. Yeah, you know, thinking about it, already baseball just ended. I'm already re- ready for pitchers and catchers to come back. Yes, yes. <laughs> how, um, how many days? I <laughs> know, right? So this has been a little bit of an unorthodox episode. We're going to come at you midweek. Um, our last episode was with Antonio Delgado. In our next episode, we will recount a little bit of the election. A lot of the results are still being tabulated and recounted, and that's fine because that's how democracy works. Democracy is awesome. It is. Uh, even though I can't understand many of you and your choices, but we'll go over that next episode. Um, we will have Kate Germano on the episode next. She is fantastic, so we hope that you will tune in. Um, what are we doing after this, Andrea? We're going to eat some Cooperstown, New York food. So I'll give you the last word. Upstate New York is awesome. I just wanted to share that because I just drove through a bunch of really, really rural areas to get here, and I'm going to do that going back. Um, I mean, I drive through a congressional, congressional district the entire way home, which is the size of Connecticut and Rhode Island combined. And it's really stunning and doesn't get enough attention. And so, you know, all seasons, like, I swear we are not giving kickbacks from anybody for this. I'm just saying I love this state. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Two Pets Upstate.